And we are so close to that 745 mark. I'm going to bring in Ken Gagner. He is superintendent of Bram Schools. This update brought to you by our good friends over at Bram Hardware. Hi to Desi and, uh, you know, the whole crew over there. They get it done. In the meantime, good morning, Ken. Good morning. Thanks for popping in, as always, this morning. So much to talk about that's been going on uh, at Bram School since the last time we chatted. And I know I saw a little quick blurb. Uh, it was on Facebook. And then, of course, our, our news guy, Eric, covered it as well. And there was a little swatting incident. Now, when I was a kid, it, it was called the th- big thing. And this goes back. You're a little bit younger than I am. But the big thing was a bomb scare. I remember in elementary school. Every, we had to all go sit out on a hill. And I'll never forget it because now as an adult, I go... So we go and sit on a hill right outside school, <laughs> and it wouldn't have done a lot of good had it been true. But, of course, there, things happened, and this was the, you know, mid, mid to late 60s. And here we fast forward, and this is a different version of that, certainly. But you guys had to deal with that recently. It is. And, and when you think about all that's going on in education, this is just one more layer of, you know, why, why do people do this kind of I thing? I don't know. But you're right. I, I remember the bomb. Uh, threats and and even I've been in education now for 38 39 years so as an administrator you know we've dealt with those as well and some kid you know there oftentimes you go inside and it's on the inside of a stall and someone writes I've got a bomb in here and um, you know there's really a delicate balance now with swatting for for those folks who don't know what you know it is a, a relatively newer term anyway you know term and, mm-hmm. and you got to kind of look it up and there's different variations you know uh, you know, if you Google it, they might say swatting is where they call the authorities, you know, and report that something's going to happen. And the idea is they like to, you know, some people like to watch the the reaction. They want to see all the squad cars go to the, the blank or whatever. But so in, in Bram's uh, particular situation, this happened um, on the 15th, uh, MLK Day, and we were in school that day. And there were actually more than just Bram that was that was targeted. There was... Um, two other districts that I'm aware of, uh, Fergus Falls, uh, which kind of funny, the the first uh, superintendent who hired me as a principal as the superintendent in Fergus Falls. So then we had a discussion (laughs) later on and then Aiken uh, was another district and then and then Bram. So but what happens is is you receive a call and, uh, you know, they're going to they're they're on their way and they're going to shoot up to school. You know, and in today's day and age, oh you know, that can be a terrifying event. But there's some, what a lot of people may or may not know. So what happened in our particular case, and, and you might have reported on this, is about, well, first of all, it's been the news. So we're aware of it and we go through trainings. But about a weekend, two to three weeks ago, if you remember, many of the libraries in the area shut down. Uh, and they had received this call. So uh, the sheriff... Uh, Wayne Cyberlink of Isani County Sheriff's Department sent out a pretty detailed email to, to the school districts and I'm sure probably other public agencies about this swatting attempt and how the libraries uh, closed and, you know, an overabundance of caution, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there are some tells when you get a call. And so if, if um, you know, there, there's a list and, and we... Went back and forth when I talked to our, our authorities because I also talked to the chief of police in, in Bram, Kevin Stahl. And what, what people, first of all, need to understand, not just about Bram, but about any school district in the state is 
you know, 99% of the time, we are always talking to our law enforcement partners. We have, we visit with them on a regular basis. We're in constant communications. You know, many school districts have SROs, and we heard about, you know, another side of that over, that was newsworthy. But so we had, um, you know, just, just received this information, and I, in fact, shared it with most all of my building leadership about these swatting calls, what to look for, what to expect. And there's a checklist of, let's just say, four items to look for. Um, and like I said, we, we went back and forth whether we should share these. But again, if you share them publicly, right, I, now the swatters uh-huh. right, know, oh, we need to change our game, right? right? Anyway, we receive a call. It checks it checks exactly. Number one, check. Number two, check. Number three, check. Number four, check. Fits the bill exactly that it is a swatting call. I mean, we were 99.9% certain. Uh, we immediately called uh, the authorities. Uh, so, um, you know, the Brand Police Department's notified, the Isani County Sheriff's Department's notified. We call dispatch, and dispatch, I'm sure, any area aid, because we deal with Kanabic County when we do our trainings and so on, and, and Chisago County is, as well. So we go ahead, we make that call. Uh, what I wasn't aware of is that the state now has what's called the Minnesota Fusion Center. So the, the BCA, which most of us are familiar with, has encouraged states to set these up. And what a, the Fusion Center does is it collects information from all the law enforcement agencies. Because one thing you know you and I might not think about all the time is when something happens and let's say the Brand Police Department's dealing with it, the Isani County Sheriff's Department may or may not be aware of that. Okay? And certainly, you know, that's probably they probably are, but if something happens in Bram, let's say in, in uh, where Aiken is, may not be aware of it. But all these calls go into the Fusion Center, and that way it kind of connects the entire state. So the Fusion Center was already aware of the call that it went to Fergus Falls earlier in the day. Okay. And, and so, a- again, within minutes, we knew, first of all, it had checked all the boxes, and then once we talked to our authorities, we knew with almost certainty, it's a swatting call. So we have procedures in place in our districts that we practice on a regular basis. And every single summer, we bring in all the law enforcement and we review our plan in detail. And so this, it's not like, and again, I'm speaking Bram, but really this is in every school district now. Um, We've got procedures in place and so our reaction, you know, it's really based on what happened in Bram. And, and Fergus Falls had a different reaction that day. Uh, they ended up closing school. Uh, and, and one thing, we had some parents come into the board meeting last night. We were visiting. I said, okay, you know, closing school is one option. Well, when you close school, what do you do? You send all of your students outside, Right. You send hundreds of kids outside to get on a bus, and there's some danger. I was just going to say right? that. Oh, my I mean, goodness. That, Think about it. That's, yeah. you know, if somebody is outside, you hate to go in all these scenarios because I right. know we, we cause fear, but there's some danger there. There's also um, da- 
not danger, but when you call a, a code, you know, in, in brand, we happen to call them code yellows and code reds, right? Now, we practice those because the state of Minnesota, you have to do 10, um, 10 practices each year between fire, um, you know, your typical fire drill, which all of us are familiar with, and then these these lockdown drills, as some people call them lockdown drills. And we have to practice those and do those every single year. But we always use the word drill because even though we're practicing, you know, we're getting into that routine, we don't want to cause undue fear. When you remove the word drill and you say we are in a code yellow or a code red, that's a traumatic experience for kids. It really is. And no matter what, happens is kids get their phones out and they start to send messages and they typically will for whatever reason you'll get rumors started the, the last time we went into a code yellow and what had happened is a, a child was having a seizure in the hall well of course we want to protect the dignity of that situation Absolutely. you know nobody needs to see that so we just jump into a code yellow well that had turned into one of the kids texting that a child had been shot in the oh, leg. Oh, my gosh. And so here you have this false information, and it just can kind of ramp itself up. So getting back to, to our situation with our swatting, we continued with normal operations because our normal operations have a ton of safety features built in. Is it perfect? No. It, it's never perfect because we're all human beings. And even though you might say door you know, my classroom door should be locked all the time. Well, the reality is once in a while, teachers leave it open. So you get variations, but that's why we continue to practice. We continue to work with it. Uh, I probably have rambled way too long on this, but I just want parents to know there's nothing, absolutely nothing more important than the safety of our kids. You know, our teachers have kids in our buildings. Our administrators have kids in our buildings. We all have people we love in our buildings. That's number one. That's if there's anything that keep, keeps any of us up at nights, it's those situations. Absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate the explanation, to be quite honest, and what goes into it, what the boxes are without going into too much detail. It gives us a little better understanding of what schools are trying to do in these situations. So and, I appreciate it. Ken. And our law enforcement Absolutely. partners, they are heavily heavily involved across the state um, it, it's just that we don't always you know push out tons of and, and that's the tough part we don't push the information out all the time because because again then if somebody does want to cause harm the more they know the better opportunities they have and absolutely so that's, that's a tough part yeah it's a tough call there well we have a little bit of time left here Ken what are some of the other things we want to touch on first here yeah so the board did meet and it was uh, last night the school board met fairly routine other than like I said we talked about the swatting incident uh, if you know a paraprofessional it is in the state of Minnesota um, national or Minnesota's paraprofessional recognition week so that lasts all week so make sure you give a high five if you see a para, paraprofessional and we certainly could not do our work without them. Uh, in most districts, you know, they are the, after teachers, there's more paraprofessionals than any other employment group. So just a big shout out. We want to thank those folks for the work they do. Uh, we continue to work on our bond. Uh, our phase one is, is complete. Uh, so the Bram School District, we had some money left over. We were on time and under budget. So we're going to do some additional work with some windows and doors and just kind of buttoning up. 
uh, parts of our billing. So we discussed that a little bit. And then we had the spelling bee recently. I know. I heard that's back. You got to love a spelling bee. Yes. Just, uh, so I do <laughs> want to give a shout out to our, our top three. We had a th- our second and third place where Math- Matthew Blumdahl was in third. Logan Dahlien was in second. Uh, and they're eighth graders. And then seventh grader Brooklyn, as you light us. And <laughs> I said, the, the poor kid had to, to learn to spell her last name. So and that we, gave her a good <laughs> chance to be so good at spelling. And so That's she awesome. is, uh, she won the spelling bee for this year. So a big shout out to Brooklyn and her family. And uh, it, it's just fun. Those are, are good times in schools. How about the, do we want to talk about the budget We're going to skip over the, uh, all school districts are working on budgets. So we're, that's, okay. Yeah, we're kind of revising this year's budget. Now we have a, a very, because again, schools, your income, your, your revenue uh, is determined by how many kids are in your school. So you honestly kind of have to guess at the beginning of the year. And by now we have a pretty, you know, an absolute solid number. Kids come and go, but so we revised the budget and in Bram's case, it again looks good. We're going to, you know, barring anything really unforeseen, we should have a, again, a solid year with a balanced budget uh, where, you know, we're not going to be spending money that we don't have. So that's really a good thing. I just want to remind people, even though it's it's warmed up and we're all thankful for that, uh, with winter weather, that can change at any time. We do have a procedure. It's on our website. Um, if you've got children in our school, make sure we've got your correct cell phone number. Because if we do have to close school, um, we know blizzards in Minnesota, we're getting into that actual season, uh, can come and go. So just make sure uh, you have that. I do, if, if, if I can give a little shout out again, um, we need some folks uh, in education. We just... Learned last night our nurse, Judy Bendixson, and that might be a name familiar to some people. She's been with our district since 2005, has announced her retirement. So we're going to be looking for a school nurse uh, for next year. And a great job. You love working with kids. Uh, and it and it's kind of a lifestyle choice, too, because you're going to get your summer off uh, where maybe you can do something else. Uh, but just wanted to give that shout out. We also need a van driver. <laughs> so okay. maybe you can... Jump and and we can take you before school, a couple hours or after school. Is that a regular driver's license too, or do they need? Yeah, it? in this case, this is our special ed van driver. So this you don't need anything. Okay, just special, thought that might help clarify. And you'll be driving a Ford Explorer, okay. so it's a six passenger. Um, and and get get to get some really neat relationships with these kids. Uh, so if you want to make a little extra money and you got a little time in the mornings or the afternoons, or you want to do them both. Sure. Uh, we're looking forward to that. And then, of course, we're in the middle of of the winter sports season. So, uh, hey, there's not a ton of things to do in Minnesota sometimes. So <laughs> Thursday night, Friday night, we got home basketball games. Uh, our wrestling program is, is off and running. Uh, so lots of things to do. Uh, if you're looking for something to do. Absolutely, and Bram always shows very well, too. The kids do an awesome job at all different sports. I mean, we've heard so much over the years, so appreciate that. And Ken, I won't, like I say, I truly am being sincere when I say thanks for explaining things so we have a better understanding kind of, of what happens in the background without giving too much away. I think it's a reassurance for parents and and just folks who care about our community so much, kind of how that all works. So thank you for that. And if I can say one last thing, the sure. time... You know, like because this was just in the news and, and, you know, we have area listeners here from different school districts. If you want to know more, talk to your administrators now, right? When right. there's no, 
Nothing's you know, active yes. threat. Because in the situation, it's it, it can get chaotic because we got calls coming in, we got people doing things that they you know normal normally don't do. So if you want to kind of your administrators will be happy to walk you through. Here's what we're going to do. You know, and this is a good time also to talk to your kids. Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and so that there's not that trauma that's built in. So Absolutely. Well, Ken Gagner, superintendent of Braham Schools, you know how much I appreciate you. Thank you much. And we'll catch up with you in February.